burdens and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul, seal your doom tonight. Good. Whatever time you're listening to this podcast, welcome to uh, Jay's From Home. That's our podcast's name. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're, we're recording this on the morning of Halloween. So that was my uh, impression of Dracula. Uh, Dracula is a real uh, a real uh, literary uh, person. Um, uh, all the biographies you've read on him are true. Um, I highly recommend... Um, checking up and, and reading your history and, and learning more about uh, the vampire culture and society um this is uh my name is matt gower and this is my brother uh, steve hi that was that was a, a very long intro i feel like yeah i think that we're just not gonna gonna eschew 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 uh baseball today and just talk about vampires all day long well um i don't know maybe maybe vampires is pretty relevant because uh uh i guess Atlanta being doing so well in the World Series is kind of sucking the life out of enjoyment of baseball. I don't know. This, <laughs> folks, this is what we call in the business. Uh, it's called a segue. That's that. <laughs> well, what Steve just did there. Well, uh, I guess before we get started, we should probably mention that uh, we're on Twitter at Jades from Home. We should mention that, but I, I don't want. I'm, I'm not going to mention it. So I'll, I'll, I'll just uh, let you do that. Well, it's already done. Um, also, speaking of Twitter, you know, like a lot of people tend to change their names on Twitter around Halloween to make like puns related to it. But I can't think yes. of any puns related to Jays from Home that relate to Halloween. I think if we wanted to make it related to Halloween, we would um, we would probably entitle uh, our, our Twitter uh, page Red Sox from Home. <laughs> maybe that maybe. would be pretty scary. Probably maybe Yankees. Uh, Red Sox, I, I think, are. are a worse form of baseball than than Yankees right now, for me at least. I, I I I can I I can find reasons to watch a Yankee game as opposed <laughs> to to the Red Sox. Well, I I guess I don't know. I I don't really find excuses to watch either most of the time. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm 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 kind of feeling a bit low energy this this morning, but uh, I'll, I'll do my best. I'm drinking coffee right now. I just I just brushed my teeth and my coffee is like. I like it to be hot, but it's just like a tick below the temperature I like it to be. It's not lukewarm, but it's not too. It's not hot, but it's it's just not right in my 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 ideal temperature zone for coffee. And I'm mixing that with with minty toothbrush taste. So, well, so this, this so this is a good start. Well, I I'm also drinking coffee. Usually, I have had a cup before we get started, but um, well, I've had a cup. Enough about being coffee connoisseurs which i definitely am not but uh so last week when we talked the world series hadn't started yet but i i mentioned a few being surprised by some lopsided scores um and the braves were involved in that one game that i mentioned but now it's it's atlanta versus houston and oh, that, uh that's right the world yeah, series has started it's interesting that uh the the first two games were lopsided uh, for both for each side for game one and game oh, two well, in baseball ter- scoring these days i wouldn't call six to two game one seven to two game two lopsided it was decisive i would say for either either end but like you know a, a couple of innings and and uh and the bat with bat, bats coming alive could could uh, tie any of those scores up pretty quickly well i just i just thought it was interesting the last two games were close like two nothing Atlanta in game three and three to two Atlanta in game four. I, I guess Atlanta yeah. is unable to score more than six. Uh, they, they've scored 
since their six run game, they've scored two, two, and three. So I don't know. Well, they're not they're not a super powered offense, and um, I, I had this question to myself. I think uh, maybe after maybe it was after the first game. I don't really. I, yeah, I think because uh, Charlie Morton broke his leg and is out for the series. But I my, my question to myself was, and to you, I'll pose it as well: is will this be a bullpen World Series? And I think after watching these four games so far, the answer is a definitive yes, because that is how. <laughs> Uh, Atlanta is, is is winning the game just by having just shut down performances in the bullpen. Um, uh, did you watch last night's game? No, I didn't. Um, but I, I will counter and say that it won't be a bullpen series. I, I'm going to steal from our notes later on. It's going to be an arm barn series. Uh, yes, I see. I see what you did there. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. No. The the, the uh, yesterday. So you didn't watch yesterday? No. 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 I I haven't um, watched any of the games. They had Dylan Lee pitch his first uh, career <laughs> start ever in the major major. I think he had his first appearance ever was in relief back on October first. But he started his first game and he 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 lasted one out and loaded the bases. And then from then on, it was just bullpen for the rest of the game for was, for Atlanta. And they, and they've done like they they've pretty much just just put put their bullpen in and said go and and and, and like um, I think yes on, on game three. Was the only game where a starter for Atlanta really went super far because uh, they were no hitting the Astros through four or five? I want to say. Okay, so that so that pitcher was for Atlanta. I was going to ask who yeah, Max, which team he was uh, pitching for. But, Max Fried, I think, was was the pitcher on, starting pitcher in game three. Right. So um, so I did I did hear about that really short outing, and I think I, I didn't read the full statistic, but it it was something around the lines of one of the shortest outings in, in World Series history, or the maybe, shortest? Maybe. Well, like, like I guess, like, excluding um, if they've ever been, like, starters for just one inning, and then that's only come up of, of late. But, yeah, he lasted, uh, in my scorebook, at least, scorecard, I, I, I put him down for point one of an inning. Uh, and, yeah, he loaded the bases. And so he yeah, got an he, out. Is... He got an out, but it was, uh, he walked everybody else. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's not uh, that's a lot of pressure to put on it. That was his debut, like overall, like not just playoff debut. That was no, yes, um, yes, playoff debut. But he did pitch October first. I don't think that was the playoffs, though. No. Oh, okay. So at least that's not so bad. Like, I mean, if it was your your first ever game in the major leagues in the playoffs, like that's that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody. It's a lot of well, the playoffs are a lot of pressure to put on anybody. But I guess if you're not prepared for it, if you've never started a game, um, having that high leverage off right off the bat is something that I don't think that uh, any. And if you've never started a game, I don't think anybody can really prepare for that kind of situation. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, they're just hoping that he just kind of pitches out of his mind, and he did not. Well, maybe he was pitching out of his mind, but like not in a good way. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> well, um, to. Uh, just keeping along with the with the World Series, though, um, one thing I there's a couple things I saw this morning is that the Braves could be the first ever team to win the World Series on Halloween. Um, oh, really? I guess so. There's a few things leading uh, that contribute to that is that the the World Series never used to be this late into the year. Like they used to no. end before October 30th, I believe. Yep. Um, October well, 30th for the longest. Like for the longest time, I think October 30th was like the latest that they were going, period. Maybe you're right, yeah. yeah. But I think that's because, uh, partly because of the wild card, uh, the two wild card, like the um, 
the wild card play in game. Yeah, because I um last year uh the World Series was over, but they played like every day in October. Um and yeah, and uh before they they had the two wild card spots, like they could have they can definitely they could have moved the playoffs back a, a little by by a couple by like a few days or, or whatever. So, so yeah, like the, the wild card is definitely going to making things go longer. And if they add another uh, round of playoffs into the mix, uh, definitely be, have some world series games in November next year. I think I, I don't think that's a good idea. Like to have them in November, like already for us in softball, fall ball is usually terrible weather. Yeah. Yeah. So, a lot of like more stadiums have, domes and 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 in in the states um further south the climate is a little bit better which is why they have thanksgiving later in the year i don't know if you knew that their harvest (laughs) is later than than up here in canada but um yeah like it it, like it it was i think it was game three was a pretty rainy and wet weather um in atlanta and i'm surprised i'm happy that they played through because that would have uh made it hard on 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 everybody to to squeeze in an extra like a game on an off day um well that's it it it's pretty wet weather i wouldn't i mean i'm not a a professional player but i would not want to play in that kind of weather like i know that the the fields that's not baseball weather that's not baseball (laughs) they're much better condition uh major league fields than say you know local softball diamonds but uh playing on wet fields even if the grass is cut short that's that's not very safe overall and either. that no but i think the the more the key factor too though is for the pitchers having the grip on the ball yeah. and if the ball's wet and your hands are, are always wet then that's that's the key thing and also for fielding for for throwing yeah. the ball oh for sure well yeah. it, in one of my last playoff games i slipped and fell while trying to field something in the outfield and and even just throwing underhand our pitchers have trouble with with gripping wet balls so i can only imagine uh that pitchers would have have a really tough time um and they're not allowed the sticky stuff now so yeah. there you go the the other well there's there's a question actually is would they amend the rules in in, in like wet weather conditions they're allowed to put like you use substances to get better control of the ball no no but what they do what what they do let you do and and, and it doesn't really there's more this more issue comes up more in the colder like beginning of the season and end of the season um and this isn't like amending the rules that you're allowed to do this anytime i guess but it really only happens when it's cold is they let players blow on their hands you see that a lot um and that that kind of gives like i guess helps them grip the ball that like a little bit of, of, of like humidity and it helps them grip the ball a little bit, I guess. But, uh, so they're, they're not just cold. They, they, what about, what if they wore batting gloves? They're not allowed <laughs> to wear batting gloves. I've never seen that. <laughs> that would be a little weird. Um, what if they just threw bats? I don't know. <laughs> or, or I know football gloves, they're usually stickier. Maybe, maybe they should use those that maybe. they might not be able to let go of the ball if they use those. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, the other thing I saw with the world series is that, uh, the stats website 538 they gave the Braves an 87% chance of winning the World Series that's of this morning um, oh okay like it wasn't from the outset it was updated through they up, through results. they update it like at the end of every every game but okay. um that sounds like a really high percentage but uh, i saw somebody broke it down it that equates to a 50-50 outcome over the next three games so basically you flip a coin three times and the Braves have an eighty-seven percent chance of winning versus because they're up three to one. They have 
three chances to win the game is why they have yeah. an eighty-seven percent chance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and 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 their their bullpen uh, has been a lot has been very stable and good for them lately. So so yeah, we could we could see a, a new champion World Series champion crowned tonight, or if you're listening tomorrow, then yesterday. Yeah, I, I just I just thought it was funny though that the uh, the website put zero effort into trying to uh, put any kind of percentage on what which team is actually better. Uh, so I, I guess maybe there's well, a, there must the be a website that... somewhere out there that does you know do some analysis based on stats. But uh, yeah, that's a little lazy to say each team has a fifty fifty chance of <laughs> of winning yeah. games. No, but I, I think that. Um... The the team that wins generally is the better better team, regardless of, of <laughs> their regular season performance. But it's but I it's not a fifty fifty chance. I mean, it's fifty fifty. One team is going to win, one team is going to lose. But within yes. that fifty fifty chance, there's there's more nuances, I, I believe. Well, if you look <laughs> at those like um, win percentage uh, meters that go throughout the game, definitely you see that that can fluctuate quite a bit. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I generally don't look at those though because uh, that involves deeper statistics than I ever look into. Well, um, it's just fun when you see like big comebacks when like a team is, is like down by like ten runs or whatever, and then you see like the 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 the, the line just go straight up after being like in a, in a, in a crater for for the entire. Well, that would game. be like the Blue Jays' uh, um, win against Baltimore when they were they were down yeah. and they came back and scored all what it was eleven runs in the in. I can't remember anything. It's been so long ago. That was all the way it was, back. It was September. the second game of a double header, I yes. think, or the games of it. And it was eleven runs in the seventh. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, the Blue Jays aren't playing, so let's. let's well, <laughs> we'll talk about the Blue Jays, but uh, let's let's go to your uh, your. What do you want to do first? Your strikeout. Well, or? I was going to go to my strikeout next because it's it's relevant. Um, okay. My strikeout is the entire Atlanta Braves organization. I guess more so the. It would probably be more the the front office than than the players and management. Uh, you Manage, said, you mean like on field management, like y- like like yeah, and staff and, and general manager. Uh, I mean, like on field is in like the executives, like that aren't directly involved with the player management. Okay. Um, well, you, you sent me. Well, I mean, this is partly baseball overall as well, but. There, there have been several issues with the Atlanta Braves. We talked briefly about it last week with the chop, and you talked about that with Dallas Deep. Uh, I don't think that we need to. Well, actually, I think you have some notes, but um, the uh, in general. So you sent me a, a link earlier this week. Uh, let me just pull it up here uh, because they they basically doubled down on being a terrible organization is how i see it so like you mentioned that in the headline it says that uh they had an anti-vaxxer travis tritt who i didn't know he oh, was yeah. anti-vax he sung the national anthem during the national league one. championship and then oh, yeah. uh and then you said that they also uh rolled out the red carpet for donald trump I don't know which game that happened in, but that was last night. That was that was the game four. Yeah, so and he was doing the chop. Like, there's footage of him doing the chop. Well, I mean, of course there is, but <laughs> I don't know. So, like, that's pretty much why I, I said the Braves were my strikeout because they seem to be doubling down on, like, you know how how bad can they make themselves look? Like they're they're yeah. trying extra hard. Well, the, the I I think. 
I, I would agree with you, but I would say that they're the 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 the, the, the sad thing is is that they're actually not trying. They're not trying hard. Like there, there's there's zero effort whatsoever for them to try to um, make people not do the chop or whatever. And 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 you know, doing it in the middle of a, a World Series or the playoffs, I think would probably be impossible to do. Like they, this should have been something that was. Um, strategized and, and, and done at the beginning of the season. But, you know, I would include the general manager in this all the way up straight to the top. Like they're, they're, they're all responsible for trying to, to set the tone. And um, if, if you go right up to the top, uh, you'll find my strikeout. My, and right, right at the very top lies Rob Manfred, the, uh, the commissioner of baseball, where he basically uh, is, is telling the uh, in game one uh, of, of, pre-game of the World Series, he's telling everybody that, you know, no, Atlanta's doing just a, a, a fine job and and, and <laughs> we, we, we don't market nationally. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> I saw that. So so I had seen on Twitter someone mentioned, like, uh, I can't remember who it was, but they said uh, the Atlanta Braves, your regional series champions. champions. And that was before I had read uh, Rob Manfred's comments. <laughs> yeah. In, yeah. After yeah. reading those, I thought that was a pretty pretty funny tweet in reaction to it that's but. A pretty that's pretty good maybe maybe we'll if they do win we'll call them the regional series champions um but yeah like like it, baseball is a national sport it's you could even say that some people call it america's national pastime i think it's being called um and and he was basically kind of letting atlanta off the hook saying that oh they with with local local native tribes they they're they're they're, they're reaching out they're doing their best but um you know whether that's the the case or not, um, it's, it's you know I, I think issue. the I think the local uh, indigenous people have actually said that the Braves uh, aren't haven't reached out to them or or and something to the effect I'm, that they haven't really done anything to uh, to you know reach out to them. Uh, okay, I, I can't. I there was some quotes I read that I I don't have the link handy, but they basically said that the the if there were any indigenous people at the games, like supporting the Braves, that they were in the minority. So yeah, yeah. No, and I read, I read the, uh, this morning a tweet. Um, I, it was a, a Canadian uh, native who said that he was at an Atlanta game and they started the chop, and you know he was some. It was some business meeting, so he didn't really uh, make a, a protest of it, but he actually left the game, and it mm-hmm. it made him feel uncomfortable. And 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 this is the point that it's not just in a local area that, that we're looking at, we're in, we're on, we're on a world stage here and, and it's not, it's not making Atlanta look good as a, as a franchise or as a, as a city. Like it's basically saying, look at us, look at our fan base. We are, are, are putting our heads in the sand and and doing a a racist gesture and we don't care. So um, on the other hand too, um, with my thoughts of Atlanta, maybe like doubling down to try and, make themselves look worse maybe they are actually trying they're going with the uh, uh bad press is is good press or whatever so no, let me let me turn this around and 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 you know we're about the joke with the regional worlds or regional series champions versus mm-hmm. world series what if um here, here's a proposal what if the major league baseball actually made it uh made the name world series relevant and they have some sort of they help organize like a worldwide uh, tournament, which they've done before. Are but... we talking Kumite here? No, 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 no. I, a, I don't know what you mean, the... but um... you've never seen blood sport. Come on, no. Um, but the World Series champion from the regular season or from uh, from the Major League Baseball, 
they are the ones that represent uh, North America as the the world champions, and they play against the other nations. And then, then you mean I like, mean, like against like Cuba or yeah. or against other other like Japan, uh, Korea. But what about what if a team has like what if what if uh, as an example, um, the Angels win the World Series? I know that that'll never happen. But what if the Angels win the World Series and Shohei Otani uh, pitches for the Angels and they face Japan? Uh, Japan is weakened because they don't have Shohei Otani on the team. Because who do you, what, or would he represent Japan and not be on the Angels? No, I, I think weakened? he would. The players on the the World Series winning team would have to play on that team. Like they wouldn't I be think- able to play for their country. What it sounds like is, is is what the NHL used to do with their All Star teams, or they would play like the the, the um, at the time USSR uh, in the seventies. Uh, I think didn't they do that? They might have, but I, anyway, I, I I just thought that that might be some way to make the the name World Series kind of relevant because really the World Series is just between mostly American teams and occasionally one Canadian team. So I, I think well, as, World as Series see- is not exactly. Uh, it does maybe fit with what Rob Manfred is saying that they do not market their, they definitely don't market their their game internationally. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, but um, the uh, I don't know, I lost my train of thought. But uh, uh, yeah, the the, the uh, oh yeah, I was gonna say America is the world. That's 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 what we've what, what we've learned through the past uh, year and a half or so. Um, yeah, so so uh, again, just. Going back around, Rob Manfred is my strikeout just because he is basically being pretty transparent and showing where his his loyalties lie, and that's towards uh, owners and 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 money and and not uh, even wanting to uh, grow the sport amongst not the non racist fans. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of owners and money, uh, that leads very well to my sacrifice this week. And it relates to the Blue Jays, not directly, but um, Ed Rogers and all the Rogers boardroom stuff that's been in the news lately. It's it's it it indirectly affects the Blue Jays because a lot of fans are now worried about how that how it will affect the Blue Jays uh, because apparently it's also came out that Ed Rogers um, tried to interfere with the Raptors yeah. extending their GM and. You know, so what kind of influence has he had over the Blue Jays? But it, it sounds like not very much. Um, but so. uh, it's it's it, it's very it's it's good that he it probably won't affect the Blue Jays going into next season. But it's it's bad because it it really doesn't reflect very well on the Blue Jays ownership, and it's it's very distracting in the media. And uh, and and also actually to relate it back to. The, the Braves a little bit uh, putting sending Trump uh, out in last night's game. Um, Ed Rogers was seen earlier in the year with his family hanging out with Donald Trump. Oh like yeah, the Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's 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 infamous. Um, yeah, and and um, I think I, I I we were I told you this as well uh, about the the whole like Rogers situation is that like uh, some agents are kind of using that. Um, to kind of, or other, I mean, not agents. Teams are using that to kind of maybe get, gain an advantage in signing free agents over the over the Jays, kind yeah, of saying, I, "Oh, everything's in, instable," or whether it's true or not. Well, I'm, I'm sure that they would be saying that about ownership, but I, I don't know if that's any different than, say, the other team saying, "Well, the Blue Jays don't have a home stadium to play in over the last uh, year and a half." But 
You never know. It, it. I mean, they were able to sign Ryu and Springer and Simeon, so maybe, maybe they the the Blue Jays they might be overpaying a little bit to get these players, but maybe they're able to uh, to yell a little bit high, uh, louder than the other teams about all these problems. Um, yeah, but we are a Canadian team. We don't yell. <laughs> And and not we like they don't you know I'm not I'm not I'm not a Blue Jay although if they signed me to a contract I would sign it that that'd be a pretty cool job <laughs> yeah I don't I I, I think so um, what's your sacrifice or that, do, do, do that you was my it? sacrifice okay. I just said it well, my sacrifice um, is back to the World Series um, we're all over the place today um, my Zach we're Green, all over the be, world you might say yes yes uh, let's 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 keep it regional though um, Zach Greinke may have been the last pitcher to record. A hit ever in the major league major leagues last night. Uh, why do you say the the last pitcher? Because aren't they still? There's uh, still one more game, but pitchers don't hit well. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not um, optimistic that we'll see another pitcher get a hit uh, tonight. Well, who's who is uh, who are the starting pitchers? That's uh, a good question. I don't I don't know if we know yet at this point. Let me just take a quick look and see here. Are they they possibly reaching into the arm barn for tonight's game? Uh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> well, we know for the for the Astros that it's going to be. Uh, let's see here, Framber Framber Valdez. He started game one, so uh, yeah, we know that he will start, um, and we know that he probably will not get a hit. So I, uh, next year we're likely to see the end of the DH. So. Zach Granke could be the last pitcher to record a hit in Major League Baseball. Well, that uh, that is good for him that he hit. Um, hopefully, so he's okay. I I know that I am really out of date with a lot of the the uh, other teams in the league, but Granke is an Astro, right? Well, he was playing for the Astros when he got that hit last night. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I guess maybe my my roundabout way of saying that hopefully he gets another chance to be the last pitcher to hit again uh in in other words well, no, but they'll, they'll, let's go to game seven game seven will be in houston and they're the dh is in play in houston game six oh and seven. yeah yeah that's right that's that's why i'm saying this <laughs> well hopefully that the series goes to game seven let's just let's yes. just leave it at that yeah all right um i don't have a home run but you do about the Jays, so why don't we talk about the Blue Jays some more? Yeah, so they're they're being represented uh, for many award nominations uh, so far this year. Um, we have for uh, Silver Slugger, which is the best um, hitter per position. By position, we had uh, Semyon, Marcus Semyon, uh, Vladdy, Bobachet, Teoscar Hernandez, and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. All nominated. We don't know who's who's won them yet, but yeah. They, they were- well, that's like how like they were all basically named to the All Star game. Although Grichik was also at the All Star game, right? So that's like a, an asterisk. I don't think he was. Uh, um, and 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 uh, we have three Jays nominated for the Gold Glove: Barrios, uh, Barrios, sorry, Semyon, and Guriel. Um, I think the most likely uh, Jay to win out of those three would be Gur- uh, sorry, uh, Semyon. Yeah, um, I, I noticed some people mentioned that. Uh, Vlad wasn't a finalist. Was there? Like, no, it's done by by position, right? Um, for Gold Glove, I mean, yeah, is it not? Uh, yeah, it's by position, and I think the coaches. Maybe I'm not sure who votes for the for the for the Gold Glove, uh, but 
you know, like uh, it's it's fair that Vladdy wasn't nominated for a Gold Glove. It's just, it's it's only his really first full year in, at the position, and he did he did perform well, but he still got a little ways to go. I would say. Okay, well, I was just wondering if uh, if there was another first baseman that was nominated uh, or as a, as a finalist that is like demonstrably better than Vlad, like in terms. Well, I think of I, off the top of my head, I don't remember who else was nominated. I think Matt Olson for the A's was nominated for Gold Glove. And he has a, a reputation for being a, a very good defender at first. So he's right. probably going to be the one that uh, wins because he's the only name that I can think of in my head. That's and and just, just last question about the gold glove. Is it like the uh, MVP in Cyan where it's, it's, there is one per league? It's not just like for the whole league Yeah, gold glove, per, yeah gold glove per, per league. And um, there's also uh, for the – defending entirely is there's the platinum glove uh a player will win that as well so i, I think that they they name that after all the gold, gold gloves are, are are named um another another uh blue jay uh, player robbie ray he won the mlbpa al pitcher of the year so, so his peers voted him as the best pitcher this year so that's that's good well maybe and that's a good sign for uh for cy young uh potential He's got a, a really good chance at the Cy Young. We'll have to just wait and see. It's going to be really close as far as the voting goes. And uh, Semyon, he won uh, MLBPA Marvin Miller Man of the Year, and that's the order to the player whose on-field performance and contributions to his community inspire others to higher levels of, of achievement. So not only was he a good hitter, he was also just a, a good person. And he, he you know, um, I guess off-the-field charity work uh, play, played a big uh, role in, in winning that award. Well, that's good. Um, I, I hadn't heard of what exactly he's done off the field for charity. Me neither, I know really, that the but... Blue Jays in general, they do a lot with like their Jays Care Foundation. And yeah. and I think they have their own, I think they call them Field of Dreams, basically, like where they just have, they, they in smaller communities, they renovate these diamonds and have like these, you know, really not state-of-the-art, I guess, is, is the best way to put it, but um, just really nice facilities for, uh, communities to to play ball in, and yeah. so I would imagine that uh, that the players are pretty well involved in that. They're not, and they're not just uh, you know they don't send Randall Grichek out there necessarily. <laughs> well, they, maybe they'll they'll make a mow the lawn. I don't know. Um, and uh, speaking of Semyon, uh, it was announced earlier this week that he hired the Scott Boris Corporation to uh, be his his new agent. So. Uh, I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing as far as re-signing him, but it's definitely, um, I think, uh, an, uh, like a, a, a evidence that he's going to be uh, chasing uh, the big money for sure. Well, I don't see why he wouldn't. I mean, the, I guess th- that agency is known for uh, for getting a lot oh, yeah. of money for their players. So, I mean, yeah. why not, right? Like. Yeah. And 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 Boris represents uh, Ryu, so and the Jays did sign sign uh, Hyunjin Ryu to a contract. But uh, I think that uh, yeah, if they if they're gonna re-sign Semyon, it's gonna it's going to cost money, a lot of it. Yeah, um, I, and I guess Ray is not with that agency, right? So that's a good thing. Not that I know of. Not that I know of. No, but he he'll he'll be expensive as well. But um, I think the the negotiating. Um, thing uh, issue that's going to come up is is not so much money but years uh whoever's going to give him more years uh is probably going to win his services and i don't want to sign him i've said this before i don't like three three years would probably be my my, my max 
Yeah, I think that's that sounds reasonable. I forget how old he is, but yeah, it, he's thirty or thirty-one. There's uh, it, it it's hard. Like it's sort of like uh, goalies in the NHL. Like you know, the older I mean, in the NHL, older goalies tend actually are pretty good. But like the older you like, as you get older past thirty, uh, your your chances well, not chances, but necessarily being better. Uh, or as good as you were are diminishing. So it's well, yeah. And, and baseball players generally peak uh, in, in their twenties, and 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 you know, like the the more you throw, the more likely your arm's gonna, gonna yeah. fall off. <laughs> well, he hasn't had any um, any Tommy John surgery, right? So he's he's got no, two I, more shots. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll, hopefully his arm stays attached. Um, we didn't talk about this last week because I forgot to mention it, but. Uh, there was some controversy with Jesse, former Blue Jay Jesse Barfield, last week, where he was giving hitting advice to uh, Vladdy, Teoscar, and and uh, and uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Um, and I guess uh, he was he he's the ambassador of like a, a special ambassador for the Blue Jays, but because he was doing this kind of through like private messaging and stuff, there was some controversy like that he might lose his job because it was not the correct protocol, which makes sense. Uh, but it turns out that he will uh, indeed keep his job after all. Well, I guess uh, I guess it depends on like how severe uh, a protocol break it would be, right? Like if it was, it doesn't sound like it was all that big a deal. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly how much they listened to his advice or not. But stepping on coaches' toes is a pretty big deal, I would say. Like it's something that you want to, um, you'd like to have permission and and you don't want to like be doing it behind your employer's back well the other thing too is is you know how long ago was he in the league like hitting is is a little bit different from the like as as much as he might have been he might be giving good advice like is it relevant advice um i i think so uh well depending on what it is like the, the the era in which you play doesn't necessarily dictate um modern day success or, or lack of success like if you look at the pitching coaches by example of the two teams in the world series right now um i think they're both in their 70s um i i forget who is for the for the uh braves but uh, uh the astros hitting coaches is, is brent strom who's in his uh who's in his 70s i'm pretty sure right right as is dusty baker as their their, their manager and brian snitker the manager for the uh for Atlanta is 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 in his sixties, I want to say, or maybe he's in his fifties. Well, I'm not sure. that doesn't always translate though either. Like uh, the the White Sox had uh, Larusa, right? yeah, and he's like so. seventy seven, <laughs> and and uh, and he's he's kind of lost touch, I would say. Anyways, but yeah, so so just just good news that Jesse Barfield keeps his job, and I guess um, maybe he'll just reach, reach out through TikTok in future if he has hitting advice. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess he could he could probably take some videos of him uh taking some swings or something. Or yeah. or do a I think they call them duets where he'll have uh uh Vlad on one side of the screen and and he'll be talking on the other. Okay, okay. Uh, let, let's let's make that happen. Um so other other Jay's news though um is that the Mets wanted to I guess to interview um Shapiro, Mark Shapiro, for yeah. their position as president, but the Jays denied the request. Yeah, and I, I'm not a lot of people want to touch that job, uh, just because they've got like speaking of, of of billionaire owners, they've got Mark 
Cohen uh, or Steve Steve Cohen. I don't I don't know what the, Cohen is. The, the, he he's he's a very hands on kind of owner. He tweets about the team. So I think and 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 there's just a, uh, some confusion as to the chain of command with Sandy Alderson uh, staying over as as team pre- president and all that stuff. So so it's just some really messy situation that nobody really wants to to touch if you're like a a big name. Like they've asked they've reached out to Billy Bean, they reached out to uh David Stearns, the uh GM for the Brewers. Um they've reached out to a lot of big name uh they've reached out to, to Theo Epstein who works uh, for the MLB um right now. So like they've 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 struck out on all their big names. Um as of yet, so uh, well, so it's it's, it's, a, it's a messy situation. As far as the Jays are concerned, some of the some of the fan comments I've seen is that there's even if the Jays hadn't denied the request to interview, there probably wasn't much of a worry that Shapiro would go over to the Mets exactly. because they a lot of fans feel like his next move is probably to work for the league. So why would he do a lateral move? Why why would his next move be to work for the I league? Well, I don't know. Maybe that's what he he wants to work for the league like he's you know maybe that's that's the only place he can go uh other than being an owner if he well you know know, so maybe as president maybe his next step is that he gets some shares in the team who knows but yeah no it's just good that uh our the, the the chain of command for the blue jays at least is still intact and that the vision is still being executed uh the way that they had hoped yeah yeah so that's good um let's Let's talk about we keep I, I keep calling it the arm barn. Um, so this is I don't know. I don't think this was a joke from uh, PETA, but uh, there was there was a story that they wanted to uh, rename the bullpen to the arm barn. Yeah, because uh, because of the connotations that it's where cows and, and, and cattle go to be slaughtered before. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So well, the, depending on so if if you're maybe the Baltimore Orioles, they may be sending relievers out for slaughter. So no, well, I was I, I joked on Twitter that if you're the Baltimore Orioles, they were actually um, they were renting their bullpen out uh, as an Airbnb all season long. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I mean, I I don't think that there's probably going to be any serious consideration to changing the name. But no, uh, it was just a headline grabber. That's something that Peter will do. Like, like they, I'm sure, like during Super Bowl, at some point they'll say, "Oh, you know, like they should uh, make the, the 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 football out of a synthetic fiber instead of pigskin, things like that." But uh, do, do you find that the name uh, Arm Barn is, is is a good replacement, or is there something else that you would uh, replace I, it with? I don't think that I would officially replace it with Arm Barn because I can't picture any current play-by-play announcers calling it the arm barn i think that informally i it, it i would hope that this catches on among fans especially on like twitter that people start calling it the arm barn but um okay. i mean the i can't think of a good name for it the only thing that i can think of is that like baseball would come up with something completely boring to call it like the the uh the pitcher's pen yeah no I, I I suggested on Twitter that uh, they call it the failed starters petting zoo but I think that Peta would still have a problem with that because it's a zoo <laughs> yeah I guess but uh, yeah I I don't think that there's a there's a good name uh, I think Armbarn was a good choice from Peta to get like fans on board with it so that was that was good yeah 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 um, and then one last baseball note. Um, so after the World Series is over, or even on off days, or even while the World Series is playing, um, 
if you still need like a baseball fix, the uh, Dominican Winter League is streaming on MLB.tv. Uh, the only problem with that, though, is that it's all in Spanish, and I can't understand what's, what is, is going on as far as the play-by-play goes. Um, well, yeah, I mean, that's that's going to be a uh, a problem with, with many of these. Um, I think what they could do is like what they did last year before the regular season started uh, when they were covering the the Korean games is that maybe they could have a, a play-by-play team call the game from a, from a booth in in the in the states or something and then they could provide an English yeah. language feed. What I would like to see them do is actually uh, air all of the, the the Arizona Fall League games. Uh, and I've talked about this before, but yeah, like, if they can do dominican winter league they can they can show us some arizona fall league i i've just seen basically like cell phone footage of of of, of gabby marino throughout uh base runners and, and stuff <laughs> like i, I want to see some 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 good like proper professional hd maybe even 4k uh afl uh footage but uh you know <laughs> we're not getting that this year well yeah i mean i i you know what I my guess is is that it's probably uh, uh, the league not seeing the value in in uh, streaming the games. Like you know they're not going to get very much money from uh, from MLB TV. So why? Bother? Well, they don't market nationally, so that makes sense. <laughs> or or internationally, of course. Yeah. So they basically uh, to keep to to tie in the Halloween uh, theme of it, they're just they're they're ghosting the uh, the Arizona Fall League right now. There you go. That that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. um okay so uh i i think we, that's a good time to go to our uh sends from home check-in okay uh just as it says here though blue jays look ahead uh still not playing next week uh yeah well i i didn't feel like it was uh it was fair to the blue jays to to knock them while they're not playing they're oh, but they're, they're not playing but anyways <laughs> the senators however are playing there's another segue that we call yeah that's, that's so what they call it in the business like i said before so they've they've had a, a really i would say a neutral week they had two games <laughs> i watched one of um, those games uh, yes against the, the capitals i saw I was that game on going Monday. to guess that that was the one that you watched um so that was actually a an entertaining game uh they they lost seven five but there were two hat tricks in that game um one on each side. Um, the the hat trick for Washington, which is from TJ Oshie, that mm-hmm. was mostly the result of some bad defensive plays from Ottawa. But uh, the exciting part, Drake Batherson had uh, had a hat trick. And I don't think that the fans realized that he had a hat trick. Like, no. It took them like a few minutes to start throwing the hats onto the ice. And like, it's funny, like it looked awkward because I saw like two guys like running down to the, to the glass to throw their hats onto the, onto the, like, just throw it. Don't, don't, yeah. don't take the time and, and run down to the to the ice but uh at, at one point the senators were down i think it was four to one uh or it might have been yeah. four nothing but yeah it was four nothing and they changed they, no didn't they score the first goal uh I, I don't remember but after the capitals fourth goal they they definitely scored four in a row uh they changed yeah, goalies yeah, yeah. um Ottawa came back to tie it at four, but then that's where I it... almost turned the game off at, after <laughs> after the goalie change. I was like, "Oh, okay, I'll stick with it." <laughs> well, for for us, I mean, if if there was something else for us to do, we probably would have turned it off. But uh, there was nothing else on TV. It was a Monday night. We, we thought we'd stick with it. Uh, so yeah, they they came back to tie it, which was really exciting. But then they 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 let in another three goals and. 
Yeah, you know, losing seven to five against the Capitals uh, compared to last year, like when the Senators allowed seven goals, it'd be like seven one or seven two. Um, I think the last time they had a seven five score was probably late in the the season last year, probably against the Oilers, um, where they, you know, they were probably down like you know five five to six goals, and then they would come back and yeah. and score five, and- but. A seven, like a lot, like a seven to five loss is 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 disappointing because it's a loss. But if it's what it, either side scoring seven to five, like you know that that's evidence that it was a pretty entertaining game to watch at least. Yeah, as bad as the defensive miscues were, um, I, they in general they uh, they played really well. I think. Um, yeah, and and it was like as far as like the funness, like you you got to see. Uh, an Ovechkin hat trick goal, and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like I haven't watched in a while. Like Ovechkin, Ovechkin had two. All of a sudden, Ovechkin had two. He's uh, yeah, he two, yeah. almost had a hat trick though. I was kind of hoping for the triple hat trick actually. Yeah, when they, 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 when Ottawa had the empty net, I was like, okay, well maybe he might get his hat trick. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you were just saying that Ovechkin like suddenly got old. Like he's he's yeah. looked like that for a few seasons now. Like he's yeah, he's very gray. <laughs> like he looks like he's been in the league for like. 40 years or something at this point yeah and he like smokes cigarettes after games it's, and then... <laughs> it's weird to think that he's he's a veteran now and like it it doesn't feel like all that long ago that he and crosby came in the league at the same time but then crosby like sure he looks older but he doesn't look ovechkin old <laughs> yeah no no exactly um the other game this week for the senators was uh in dallas which was their last game against dallas for the year i'm still seeing seeing tracers from the uh, dallas uh, uniforms for, the, for that i haven't even watched the game and i'm still seeing like little like fluorescent green yeah. dirty man i uh, i didn't watch that game either so they won four to one we uh we were out watching a movie actually um we, Fast we and watched the uh no we watched no time to die which did have some fast and furious action involving cars uh-huh. <laughs> uh but uh but yeah they won four to one so i don't have any notes on that game but uh, yeah, their last game against one. Dallas. So that's that's, that's um, positive, though. They they won their last game against Dallas when they were when the Stars were in Ottawa. So um, oh. they have a perfect record against the Stars this year. Um, so so that's that's all good. But that that makes their record three, four, and one. Which um, they it took them a long time to even get two wins last season. Like they won their first game against the Leafs and then went on a huge losing streak. So. That is uh, that is some great news that they're three, four, and one. Yeah, and and one thing that we didn't mention off the top, and it's something we were talking about last week, is that they made a trade for some offensive uh, depth uh, right at the uh, beginning of, I think, on Sunday. Uh, depth. Uh, I mean, offensive depth. It's it's a lot of depth, I guess. It was. I think it's mostly to make sure that they have a team, a full team, to play because. Um, they picked up Dylan Gr- Gambrel. I, I want to say Gramble, but it's Gambrel from the Sharks, which uh, which leads to one of another one of many trades that they keep making with San Jose. They they really yeah. like them as did a they give back partner. a draft pick that they got from the Carlson deal? Is yeah, I think that I think did? that's what I read. It was a seventh round draft pick that they sent back, and it was originally San Jose's pick. So it, I guess. That makes it kind of a, a net neutral trade for Ottawa. So maybe we'll get uh, maybe Ottawa will get back uh, Carlson eventually if they could keep on doing these kind of trades. 
Uh, probably not by trade, but you know, they, it's, it's entirely possible that at the end of Carlson's career, uh, the senators might try to sign him or something, but I, I just hope that they don't get, get back, uh, Jonathan Chichu or maybe Danny Heatley. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, well, it's a good chance that they won't since neither of them are playing, but, uh, um, yeah. So, so I was saying like, it's, it's basically, uh, a trade to fill a roster spot because the Senators have injuries to a lot of their centers. Um, Shane Pinto, Colin White is is not going to be back until 2022. Um, and it sounds like a long time. Yeah. Well, he was at the start of the, before the season even started. He was out four to six months. So it's it's okay. going to be like I don't know. I would say March at the earliest, but and the season will be almost over. So, you know, they needed they needed some uh some players and oh the the criticism that I saw online was that uh Gambrel was available on waivers, but the reason that they the Senators traded for him instead of picking him up on waivers is that because he cleared waivers, the Senators can send him down without sending him through waivers again. So they can send him to Belleville oh, okay. as depth when they if they want to call someone up and they don't have to they they won't lose him basically because he's already cleared waivers. So okay, well, let's we talk about about these waivers too long. We'll lose our only listener, Krista. So so let's, they will let's waiver. Talk about, <laughs> well, let's talk about some something a little different. I, I sent you an article uh, a few days ago. Um, the Seattle Kraken, their arena music uh, features a lot of Nirvana because Nirvana is from Seattle. Uh, they do like lithium for goals, and they have the, a, a little kind of like note thing uh whenever someone gets a goal from smells like teen spirit so my question to you is what ottawa music act would work well uh using music at sends game well that's a little tough because i was looking at uh probably a very incomplete list of uh bands from the ottawa area and a lot of the results were like excuse me for example the acorn um, not exactly a hockey arena music type of uh, type no, of and songs. They really and then there's, you know, either. two of the most famous would be Alanis Morissette and Paul Anka. Uh, neither, again, neither of those are really very uh, friendly to hockey. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree though because Paul Anka was my suggest was my idea. <laughs> okay, well, um, I do have a suggestion though. Is that so? I I joke to you. And, and again, this is this is kind of an inside joke, so you probably don't get it. But Japan Droids, who are not from Ottawa, but they are from Canada, um, is it because they're on like the EA Sports soundtrack? No, no, no. Uh, the the Senators DJ he does play Japan Droids, and uh, uh, almost at, I think at least almost once a game, and uh, that's usually the request of a of a Sens fan that I follow on another podcast, uh, Senators Sens Call Ups. Uh, but anyway. Um, Sort of similar music to that would be Brad Sucks. I don't know if you've heard of him. Nope. Um, uh, maybe because he sucks. I don't no. know. Uh, he's he's like electronic music. He's uh, he's got a lot of. Um, I don't. They're not. You know, it's not mainstream music, but uh, he's got quite a lot of music out there, and it's high energy. Uh, some of it, and and it's it's really good. So I think he would be a good addition to the to the in game music. Okay. Well, let me let me advocate for 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 Paul Anka though, because first of all, he is a musical legend, you know, and he's from Ottawa. He has his own uh, his own his own street name in in, in Ottawa, Paul Anka Way. Um, and you know, for a win right off the bat, the the Sens could play 
he wrote the song and, and has performed the song, his version of My Way. They, that, that's the, <laughs> the, the post-win song. And if they lose... Well, he wrote that can, for Frank Sinatra, though. So well, he wrote it, though. So, and, he wrote it, and it's his song. So we can play his version of the song. Um, and, and if they lose... Um, they could use. They could play the song that he wrote. Uh, wrote uh, Put your head on my shoulder, because uh, you know they, they're 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 sad. Um, and uh, maybe while people while, like there's the fighting is going on, uh, he can sing his version of Stranger in the Night. Uh, it could be an interesting fight kind of song. And he he even did a, a an album of co- of rock and roll covers. So you could just like instead of doing your standard covers, like oh he, yeah, he, he has did, his own version of he, Smells. I was like gonna Teen say Spirit I remember that. that Smells Like Teen Spirit. That's right. Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, like th- I, th- I think that, uh, we, there's lots of like eye of the tiger. He has his own, ver- we can do the Paul Anka eye of the tiger. We could have like a Paul Anka night in, in, at the sense and we just play that entire album. But yeah, those, <laughs> uh, my way would be a, the good, like post win song. I'm just looking through his list here to see what, um, oh, if there's a penalty, he has a song called it's a sin or that's, that, that, that's probably a cover that he did. Uh, but yeah, um, so and on breakaways, um, right in the middle of the play, you could uh, play his song "Lonely Boy." Um, there's there's lots of lots of lots of great songs that uh, that uh, see we if if you're gonna talk do. about "Lonely Boy," that they would probably play the Black Keys version because it's it's uh, it's that's more of a of a hockey song. But no, I want they're also I never to gonna play all, all Paul Anka all the time. Uh, you realize night. they're they're never gonna play a song during play, right? I know, but that this is this is how they can they can they can um, be be new and, and, and introduce new new aspects to the game. Uh, so yeah, Paul Anka is I think who the uh, senators should use as their uh, inspiration and, and and play all of his songs all the time at games. Well, instead, uh, instead of definitely instead of Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> yeah, I think most people will will welcome a band of Cotton Eye Joe. Uh, well, I will be at the November thirteenth game versus the Penguins. I. I won well, some well, tickets through work some paul anka uh, maybe maybe i don't yes uh, you have to do it <laughs> but uh it, it's through work so uh so that would be fun i didn't uh it, sometimes we, we don't always get tickets from work but when we do it's it's a lot of fun so i can i can give you an update on the in-game experience and what kind of music they play uh i can tell you straight off the bat that the goal song that they use uh song two by blur that's oh, that yeah, was voted on that was voted on by the or selected by the season ticket holders because basically it goes along with their logo change. It's like associated with the the success that everyone remembers in the late nineties, yeah. early two thousands. So uh, I don't know. I'm that's gonna not going to, away. We're gonna have to start a campaign to adopt uh, more Paul Anka music, and and you're gonna be the first person to start it by by <laughs> by requesting to the DJ to play some Paul Anka. <laughs> we'll we'll see how that works. Uh, well, let's look ahead for the Senators' schedule. Um, they they play tomorrow in Chicago. Uh, they're playing the Blackhawks, uh, and then they play again on Tuesday, back to back nights. They play against Minnesota. So. Uh, the former t- uh, city of the North Stars, so I, I think that's slightly adjacent to playing Dallas. So they they are in spirit playing the Stars a second time or third time, um, and then uh, they play again on Thursday in uh, in Ottawa. They're back home. They play the Golden Knights. So this is uh, the only visit that Vegas will have to Ottawa. That would and, be the uh, perfect perfect evening to play some Paul Anka against the Ve- <laughs> against the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, you know, I, I won't I won't argue against that one. I guess um, maybe maybe that would be the one to play my way. Um, and then they finish off the week again in Ottawa Saturday 
another afternoon game. This one is versus Tampa Bay. Um, I, I you might notice that they play a lot of afternoon games on Saturdays, and this well, it's is because because of the Maple Leafs. No, and, or the um, Canadians, or no. Whatever. This like, is because the real reason behind this is that the Senators requested games outside of the national schedule so that they can get more regional games on TSN because they make more money from the regional games than they do playing on the in the national games. And I do prefer TSN coverage to, to Sportsnet. Well, I, I don't really have a problem with the Sportsnet coverage. I know a lot of people complain about it, but I, I'm i kind of indifferent on it. Um, I, I've i seen a little bit of what they've done this year, though, and I realized I think Ron McLean is only doing hometown hockey on Monday nights. No, I, yeah. I haven't really noticed. I don't, I don't know. Well, they, um, I think I was briefly looking at uh, – I had the – game on really briefly on a Saturday night and I think they had David Amber hosting the the game uh, that's good he's a good host um but so speaking of hometown hockey I think that so that's on Monday nights this year I didn't know that they moved it from Sundays so I think tomorrow's game in Chicago will be a hometown hockey game which is two do you know what city they're gonna feature no I don't even know where they were last last week you know you know what city they should feature they should feature Paul Anka's hometown, Ottawa. <laughs> they've they've done that though. They uh, I think maybe three seasons ago they were in Ottawa. So I think they try to get different. They they tend to go to smaller communities though. Yeah, um, yeah. I think in the first few seasons they hit all the big spots, um, but now they they go to the to the smaller communities because that's about it's that's what the show is about. But uh, we're not here to talk about the uh, the themes of hockey broadcasts. So <laughs> no, 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 just just the in game music. So that's that's it for the Senators. Um, yeah, they they've got a busy week next week compared to this past week. Yeah, weird. for sure. Like uh, it seems like they've only been playing two games a week, so they've they've doubled that this 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 coming week. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's get to your personal stuff. Okay. Um, well, uh, I I like going in the order of negative to positive because sure, sure, uh, sure. yeah. So I'm gonna go with my strikeout. Is that Last night and tonight, apparently in the Ottawa area, the Northern Lights uh, were were going to be visible, and it's very rare for the Northern Lights to be visible this far south. Uh, hence, you know, they're called the Northern Lights. But it's yeah. a strikeout because last night it was cloudy and rainy, and based on today so far, it's going to be cloudy and rainy. So I think we're going to completely miss out on our chance to see the Northern Lights. You know, I don't think I've ever seen the Northern Lights. Me neither. That's that's why it's a strikeout. We're not going okay. to be able to see Well, that's a good them. strikeout. Um, yeah. No, I, I would say that's a good strikeout. Um, my strikeout are zombie colds because um, I was talking last last pot, last week about how I didn't catch uh, the cold that the, the, the boys both got uh, uh, courtesy of, of preschool. But uh, just this past week, Leo came home with another cold. Um, and so we're at the, the good news about that is, is that, uh, in three weeks he's had two COVID tests, both negative. Uh, but the bad news is that these, these colds keep on coming back and they are not easy to deal with, with children. Uh, children with colds do not sleep. They, uh, sneeze on you all the time. Um, they cry, they, 
uh, so, so they, they sometimes even vomit. Um, so basically, like it, it's if you've ever seen The Exorcist, um, that's what nighttime with children's with with colds looks like, uh, at least in my house. Um, so and, so and, and, not a zombie cold. That's a demonic possession cold. I suppose. Yeah, you're right. It's a demonic possession cold, and um, yeah, it's. Uh, I would say that it's it's much scarier than uh, the Exorcist movie. Um, although I spoiler alert, I, I did not jump out the window uh, and catch the cold to save the children from their cold. Um, so far, I have not caught the cold yet. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, that uh, it's it's a frustrating thing to deal with having children uh, be sick all the time, and so it's even harder keep washing with, your with, hands. With, yeah, and it's even harder to deal with because now, like, you have to do the the COVID tests in order to just get them back into into school, uh, preschool or, or whatever. So uh, it's 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 a difficult labor. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, just just keep washing your hands and you won't catch it. And apparently, that's how you avoid becoming a zombie or demonic possession: is you wash your hands and you're safe. But how am I going to wash the inside of my mouth when uh, I get it sneezed directly into when there's a, a child two inches from my face? That's, that's what brushing your teeth is for. Um, so uh, I'll go to my sacrifice next is that um, I found another great non-alcoholic beer brand that I like. Um, it's uh, Libra, which is a non-alcoholic brew from a, uh, Upstreet Brewing Company, which is uh, – uh, based out of Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island. Oh, cool. And I ordered a mixer pack from them and they it included a pumpkin spice ale that was very good. Um, it tasted pretty much like the last time I remember trying an alcoholic pumpkin spice beer. Um, and they have a hazy IPA that's really good. I the, the other one that I got, I can't remember what it is. Maybe just be like a... Uh, a pale ale or whatever it, it's not the greatest so i probably wouldn't buy that one again but it's uh the, the problem though is that i have to order them you can't go to the store and order these great craft style non-alcoholic beer you have to yeah. order them online and it's not as easy as just going to the store and picking them up off the shelf well, yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of order everything these days. I order my groceries. I order Amazon. So that's not. I, I order. I order my beer. Uh, it's not that big of a deal. Here's a question that's kind of popped into my mind. Uh, maybe it's because we we talk about uh, uh, non-alcoholic beers uh, off sometimes on, on, through Facebook or whatever. But something that's popped up on my feed for, as far as advertisements go is there's these like non-alcoholic um, uh, uh, liquors. Have you have yeah, you seen these mocktails have, or whatever? I haven't seen ads for them. Well, but, it's like a non-alcoholic like whiskey even or something like that. Uh, have you, have you I haven't seen those? that, but most of the time I've seen like non-alcoholic like cocktails and not like straight liquor. But no, I haven't seen any of those. Nor have I tried them, and I probably wouldn't because I never liked drinking like straight liquor anyways. So uh, I'm not really interested in trying non-alcoholic whiskey. Yeah. I th- and I think I, I, they're not. They, they may be a little bit higher in alcohol content than, than non-alcoholic beers, too. Some of them. Oh, so maybe zero point nine. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I just was curious if you've ever tried them and if they're they're any good. But yeah, I, I prefer. I, I like drinking like you know like I'll have like a a scotch or a whiskey uh, every now and then. But yeah, I generally stick to to beer. Yeah, and I and one. I think I, eventually I I will I will drink some alcoholic beer in the future. I I mean I technically I am allowed to, but uh, I'm choosing not to. Partly both because it's been since uh, December 2019 since I've had uh, a regular beer, and also I'm I'm waiting till at least April, 
after April 1st to uh, to try one. But uh, I mean, a lot of it is, you know, kind of feel like why break the streak, right? Yeah, exactly. Now, what if someone though, like on, uh, let's say you choose April 1st as your beer drinking uh, day. What if someone switches it for a non-alcoholic beer to play an April Fool's joke on you? Oh, that wouldn't be so bad. Uh, I probably would notice. <laughs> you would probably notice. Yes. Um, all right. So um, I'm going to go to my – well, no, I'll go to my sacrifice. I was going to go to my home run, but I'll still go to, I'll go to my sacrifice. Mine is uh, – the, the again, it's kind of a ghostly sacrifice. I call it the silent upper hand or, or also just not calling my landlord on a lie. Like there was some extra charge that uh, uh, we – I guess – for some some clerical reason, we have a we have a water heater in the house that is owned by a company, and we just started getting charged the rental fee for it, and and my landlord just fed me a, a, a fed me a, a, a lie, which I was suspicious of when he said it, and when I, and when I called my 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 uh, heat you know like my heating company and this other company to 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 confirm that I actually had to pay. His his story totally fell apart as to why I had to pay in the first place, and I understand that. Like, it's just you can't call the call call him out on the lie because you know he can always deny it, right? Well, I mean, you you could say something. Well, no, but it's just like you know, like oh, like it, the 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 lie that he gave me was 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 it, it was almost not worth the lie. He was saying that like someone had made a complaint on our heating bill that this that the the water heater was getting charged to our heating bill um and i would be the only one who would complain about that and i did not complain and the 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 uh water heater was never charged on our heating bill i confirmed that with our heating company and uh yeah so and he, and he said that um the 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 water heater rental company uh, it sounded like they were, uh, 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 um, what do you call it, a, a call center company based out of India. But I called I called the water heater company because, you know, if I have to pay for it, I want to know the reason. And they sounded like I think they were in Toronto. And <laughs> they did not sound like they were based out of India or hard to understand. So it's like those are some really unnecessarily unnecessary lies but i'm just gonna like keep those in the back of my head and 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 just know that for the future and and just you know be the the have the upper hand and 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 just kind of file it away for for future use yeah i guess that's that's worth just make sure you don't lose your notes on that and i i was just gonna pipe in and say as far as call centers go i think a lot more companies are bringing call centers back into canada and and not outsourcing them because they're getting better customer service yeah, yeah, like it's it's uh, even just the distance makes the reception hard to 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 hear people and understand. Uh but yeah, no, but it's just it's just frustrating to just kind of, kind of have my hands tied and not be able to to call out the landlord on a lie, but at the same time, you know, it's part of being an adult, I guess, and and just knowing that I have the silent upper hand is just my my uh my solace. Okay, well, uh moving on then, uh I will I will go with my home run, my my very positive note is that Halloween decorations in the neighborhood are all up and uh, there a lot of them are very creative. Um, we went to visit one earlier this week. Uh, there's this house that they put up like a ton of, of decorations and, you know, they, they put it up every year and they, they accept donations to the food bank um, as, you know, like they, you know, we're putting up this big show type of thing. So it would just make mm-hmm. a donation to the food bank. I think we they have a QR code hanging up. So apart from 
dropping off uh, canned goods, you could also make an online donation and they surpassed their goal already. So that was Thursday night, I think. So that's good. Hey, maybe maybe if you can post a link to this to this house in the show notes, uh, you could do that and people could donate if they wanted to. Um, maybe I'll, I'll post a link to the donation site and not to the yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, no, that's what I meant. That's um, what I meant. The, but, uh, I mean, they had nice decorations and all, but it was kind of one of those things where it's like they just put all sorts of decorations on the lawn and there's not really any theme to it. So there's okay. there's a couple of other other houses in the neighbor in our neighborhood uh there's one that they have a whole bunch of like it's just skeletons and they have uh like a skeleton hanging out at the front door and, and this reminds me too of uh, uh glenn our, our brother he mentioned on his uh, stitzville update podcast that there was a stitzville house where they had different scenes for with, with their skeletons each day and i think last saturday that he said they were on a Zoom call, skeletons on a Zoom call. But last night we saw That's this. That's because they're naked in the Zoom call. <laughs> last, last night I saw probably what is the best one in our neighborhood, I think. Um, it's this house beside a church and they have this, they've created these uh, witches around a fire. And I thought it was kind of funny that like they're positioned right across from the church. Anyway, not just the the idea behind it was funny but they they look really good like if you if you didn't look too closely they'd actually like look like real people standing around in a circle so i'll I'll send you a picture because i took some last night um but and and you can you can post it on the twitter feed if you want to but uh it was really good so that was probably the best one that i saw it was a small display but it was very creative and so that's my home run is all the halloween decorations around the neighborhood yeah, you know there are lots of good uh, Halloween decorations around our neighborhood too. We've we've been trying for weeks and weeks to get ours up. I think finally we're maybe going to get some up today. Uh, oh, that's okay. Our our decorations are have been in the storage unit for the last uh, three years. I think so. Okay. <laughs> we we okay. haven't put. I have one pumpkin sticker up in our back window where our laundry room is. That's it. It's be, and I have never taken it down just because I thought it was funny to leave it up there where no one can there see you go. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, how, that's a good, good home run. My home run is a jalapeno jelly. Um, Kristen and I had a wine and cheese night last night, uh, while we were watching the world series game side note. Um, I read an interesting story about how the Atlanta Braves have a, a, a six person, uh, wine club, uh, after each, uh, win, they open up a really expensive bottle of wine. So I thought it was appropriate that, uh, we didn't plan it that way, but it was appropriate that we had a wine and cheese night last night. Uh, they call themselves the Burgundy Boys, by the way, that wine club. Um, There's only six of them. That's not very inclusive for, for their entire no, team. Well, I know. I, I think <laughs> I think uh, baseball's a beer kind of sport, anyways, or, or champagne if they win. Um, but uh, yeah, my my home run is jalapeno jelly. Krista uh, got chose the uh, the cheeses that we were to. Uh, to 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 have with our wine and cheese night last night and she also chose jalapeno jelly and that that was i think my my favorite part of the wine and cheese almost because uh, we had to like figure out which cheese first of all matched the jalapeno jelly the best because like the, the, the it can overpower a cheese if the cheese isn't strong enough obviously or if the cheese is too strong it can overpower the jelly so we long story short we discovered that jalapeno G- cheese and goat cheese, uh, jalapeno jelly, and goat cheese are the are the two uh, are the best pairing. Just just so you know, for future reference, I, I but probably wouldn't wouldn't go that route either way. But I was going to actually guess because a lot of times for like 
you know, uh, a spicy buffalo type of sandwich, they would put blue cheese with uh, with spicy. But we had I... blue cheese as well, but that it's too strong. It's too strong for jalapeno jelly. Hmm. Uh, but because jalapeno jelly is a little bit sweet too, but it got me thinking like I could try this jalapeno jelly with everything. Like I could put like can be like peanut butter and jalapeno jelly sandwiches. Um, I, you could just do it. You put it on on, well, on toast. And... Yeah, I can imagine it. It probably wouldn't be all that spicy. Like jalapenos are not the spiciest pepper out there. Well, it's 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 a it's a bit sweet and it's yeah. it's definitely spicy. Like I put it on yesterday. I made I made uh, veggie dogs for for lunch and I put it on my my, my veggie dogs along with a little bit of uh, of, of of mayo and it was a, a really good good combo. So maybe so, next um, time for that though, like maybe like a little jalapeno relish would probably fit better. No, well, that, that would fit nicely, but jalapeno jelly is is is, is even better. So I'm gonna try. I think a jalapeno jelly and peanut butter sandwich with maybe some pickles might be my next uh, foray into uh, into the jalapeno jelly world. But jalapeno jelly is my my home run for for the week. Okay, well, um, there will there will likely be some more home runs in uh, in the World Series. So will there? A- because because Houston only got I think two hits on on <laughs> in game three. So well, so we'll see. Well, there's there's at least one more game tonight. Uh, so I think either way, the next time we have a podcast episode, uh, there will be a World Series winner because the last game... Regional, regional series. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, a baseball series winner. Yes. <laughs> Someone will have won the, 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 the games... Uh, four games by the end of of of, of next week. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and we we can uh, we'll we'll probably find some more things to talk about. I I am sure there will be some Blue Jays news to come out of n- this week coming up too. There I, always I, is. There's always yeah. something. All right. Well, that's that's it for today. Then let's let's call it an episode. Okay, I'm gonna go uh, prepare for uh, Halloween right now. Ho- hopefully not in the rain, but it could be in the rain. So, anyways, happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Bye-bye. Load up, load up, and bring your friends. It's fun to lose and to pretend. She's overboard, she's self-assured. Oh, no, I know a dirty word. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, 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 hello. Lights out, less dangerous. Here we are now. Entertain us. I feel stupid, I'm contagious. Here we are now. Entertain us. I'm a lot of an albino, a mosquito, might have been.